everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hey, Maddie. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How was your weekend? Good. Um, Nothing super exciting over here. I did cook myself a steak for the first time in my life. Ooh, fancy. (laughs) How did you cook it? Did you barbecue it? On the stovetop. Oh, on the stovetop. Yeah, with my um, always pan. (laughs) (laughs) Which we are not a promotional pay partner here yet, so... I've only used it once. Would so you honestly review that pan? Honestly, went well. Okay. <laughs> I was impressed. It did all the things I needed it to do, which was basically cook the steak. So there you go. Well, that's and pretty. It didn't set off the fire alarm. Yeah, and for someone who was like telling me that you were afraid to touch like raw meat, like that <laughs> you cooked a whole steak. I know. I know. Right. Um, so that was the big thing of my weekend. What about you? I did a mystery scavenger hunt kind of game yesterday with some friends called Clued Up. And it was like a like a geotagging kind of game, I guess, okay. around downtown. But um, it really wasn't as much fun as we thought it was going to be. And it was just like <laughs> insanely busy. And so you had to like... You have to like basically get your phone GPS to like land in these like little tiny markers and then it would give you a clue on your phone. And um, it was very hard. And like downtown never has the best signals anyways with all the tall buildings. And then there were so many people playing that it was taking forever. So we were just like, whatever, screw it. And we just like guessed and somehow guessed correctly and came in second place. (laughs) Like. I don't even know how many teams there were, but like based on the number of people that were downtown, like easily hundreds of teams playing this. Was it open to like anyone in Calgary or? Yeah, you had to like buy a ticket. Um, Okay. But like, I don't, I think they just didn't organize it super well because there was no need for everyone to be playing at the same time. Like you could have played it tomorrow. You could have played it like the day before you could have started anytime you want it. Cause it's just an app on your phone. So there wasn't like a finish line you had to like cross or, or any um, pieces of the game that they had to like put up or take down or anything like that. So I just think if it had been like a bit more spread out, we probably would have enjoyed it more. Cause it's just, not quite at the point where like I want to be gathering with hundreds of other people on a small street corner right now. So (laughs) you're not feeling fully safe yet. Yeah. Um, Like just wasn't quite there. So our producer also played in the game and I think he said they were over two hours. So I mean, he beat them handily. Yeah. We were, we were an hour and 18 minutes when we gave up and that was with like a time penalty. Um, And yeah, the top team was was like an hour penalty for well, you get you get riddles in the game, and so there was one that we're like, we don't know, but you had unlimited guesses, so we're like, we'll just guess it until we get it. Um, oh. So, when, so when you guessed wrong, you got like like a two minute time penalty or something like that. So, um, the first place team was an hour twelve, and we were an hour eighteen. So, we oh were, shoot, you were so close, so close. I know. <laughs> so hopefully, it's a second place prize, but. Fingers crossed. I'm assuming the first place team also just was like, screw this and guessed because 
I I don't think you could have really done it much faster based off of like like we weren't quick moving or anything like that but yeah there was a lot of like we only got to 14 out of 42 places so oh yeah okay they also guessed Mm -hmm. like there's no way yeah so (laughs) but yeah pretty uh ended up on the patio which was more fun so yes always more fun (laughs) uh not an exciting week in news though i mean I know. I feel like all the stories we have are just like continuations of things that we've talked about in previous, previous episodes. So. Right. I mean, Chris Harrison was finally paid to go away from the bachelor franchise. So like an eight figure settlement. I've heard like 50 million. Yeah. And it was announced. Okay. This is what I think is so funny is like the new season of the bachelorette started this week. Yeah. And it was announced like the same day or the day after like the new, the first episode aired, which was Monday. So it's like, okay. uh. (laughs) What I really liked was who is going to be replacing Chris Harrison on Bachelor in Paradise, (laughs) which is David Spade. Little John. Little John. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and I don't even know who the third person was, but I was just like. Chris Burgess. Um, oh, right. From, and Lance Bass. <laughs> right. Titus Burgess from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, like, I don't I don't know to like, how any of those relate. have ties to the franchise, which makes it very weird. Like, I think Lil John a couple seasons ago on The Bachelorette, like, had a two-minute cameo okay, where he introduced, like, one of the dates where they were smashing stuff. But, like, I haven't seen any of those other people associated with this show. I couldn't I couldn't decide which one I thought was, like, the most random one. <laughs> it was For me, it was a tie between David Spade and Lil Jon. And I think that's just be, being stereotypical that, like, Titus Burgess and Lance Bass are, like, maybe fans of The Bachelor. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I like there were rumors at one point that Sarah Highland and her fiance who was on The Bachelorette and he also then became like the bartender in Bachelor in Paradise for a couple years that they would co-host. Okay. And to me, that just makes like more sense. There's totally. like, some form of tie. They met because she slid into his DMs. Like, <laughs> you know, that seems more relevant than this random group of four people. Lance Baz is really on the reality TV circuit here, Uh-oh. though. Like, just having, I mean, he wasn't really in the circle, but like kind of with the he, like. He basically was. Yeah. And then like, I mean, isn't he and his husband, fiance, boyfriend, yeah. expecting twins? Yeah. Yeah. They just announced that like a week or two ago that yeah. they're expecting twins. So like, where's um, he going to have time for being on Bachelor in Paradise all the time here? <laughs> I mean, I do love that he appears to just be grasping at any and all straws, um, which I truly appreciate. Like, just holding on to that celeb status. Exactly. And he doesn't seem to feel ashamed by it, which I also appreciate. Like you, like, did he lose all his money in his like attempt to go to space or something? Like, why is he so desperate <laughs> for like these, like these payments of like reality TV? Cause like, NSYNC must be doing okay financially. 
I mean, they still have to be getting royalties from right? something. Like, you don't hear like Chris Kirkpatrick out here doing like bitch shows. <laughs> I feel like if anyone, he needed he needed more. <laughs> I saw a TikTok recently, and obviously this was filmed before the pandemic because like there was no masks, but. It was of him and AJ McLean singing a song together. And I was like, this is so good. AJ, my my BSB crush for life. <laughs> but so Lance Bass also was on um, my favorite Twitter or my favorite TikTok currently. Rod was in, if you don't know Rod, like I really just suggest you look him up if you have any form of work anxiety. <laughs> Or are millennial at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but he was in LA recently and posted a bunch of TikToks with Lance. And I was like, mm, what What kind of collab is coming out of this? Because I'm here for it. I don't know. Lance is just a little, little fame thirsty, I think, right now. So <laughs> just kind of keep his 15 minutes going a little bit longer. Well, we'll get, you know at least a bit of him over the summer and then we'll see what happens. So did they decide what's happening with bachelor like part itself? Cause like the, the, those names were for bachelor in paradise. And then I know that Caitlin Bristow and um, Tasha Adams, Tasha Adams are, are hosting this season, but what's the plan for going forward? I don't think they've announced yet. And I don't know. So the next season, so they're, like their main plot twist after the season of the bachelor that aired earlier this year was that there would be two bachelorettes this year. So I thought they were going to, because in the past they've had like two bachelorettes and the, the men vote on night one, which one they want to be the actual bachelorette. That's the season that Caitlin Bristow, she eventually became the bachelorette of. So I thought they were going to do something like that, or I was kind of hoping they'd bring in like 40 guys and they'd have the two girls like go through it at the same time. And like, they could date this, take the same guys on dates and kind of go through that. That would have been exciting. But um, instead they filmed like the one season that's airing now and they're, they'll have another one air in the fall. So they've got to start filming soon which I, I don't know who they've announced that uh, who will be taking over, but I watched loosely this episode and um, the only scene I really paid attention for was when, so this one man dressed up as a cat. I saw that too. That was weird. <laughs> and like and, the ceremony and everything. Oh, it gets worse. So a full cat suit, like fluffy cat, painted his nose, whiskers going on. And then they had like a full-blown long makeout scene where he is in the full-blown, the the full cat suit. And I was like, this is not something I can get behind. Like, uh, I, uh, um, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. <laughs> so was there like some kind of reasoning for the cat suit or was he just trying to like make it an a so, splash? I don't remember this from her, like her when she was on The Bachelor. Like I don't remember this piece, but she has a cat apparently that she must be obsessed with because there was like a few references to him and obviously this big reference. Um very weird. Uh, so that was very upsetting. Um, but 
HBO Max announced with another tie to the Bachelor franchise that the individual um, Alon Gale, who used to be like the longtime executive producer of The Bachelor and, and that entire season, is coming out with a new reality dating show called F Boy Island. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm here for. <laughs> Don't know the premise, but like, can I be stranded on this island? I think it's going to be like a too hot to handle type of. <laughs> just like super scandalous but. <laughs> so he I, I mean my assumption is it will compete with like too hot to handle and bachelor in paradise but yeah, interesting that, yeah he he left the show a couple seasons ago but um interesting mm-hmm. that he's jumping back into this reality dating scene yeah. Well, in other reality news, um, the the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians is is this week here as their final episodes are airing. I think it was a two parter, so the first one has aired, and kind of interesting to see how. I mean, it's not really ending because they're just moving to a different channel and like right. basically filming the whole thing the same way. Anyways, I, I don't really understand, but whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they did it to get all this hype and like boost ratings for this final season, but. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it was it was interesting just watching some of it. Like, like it's obviously being filmed over the time when Kim and Kanye were not doing so great, and and she comes to the like final realization that they're she's at yeah. her the end of her third third marriage here, kind of thing. So I forgot she had. <laughs> I know I had to look up like I had to look up who the first person was, and she was really young when that first marriage happened. Yeah. But it was well before their fame. And she was I mean, like, that was definitely pre-sex tape. Yeah. Well, she said she was like high on drugs and stuff like that when she like got mm. married too, which mm. like I didn't really realize she was mm. into that scene. So good seems for her. like a situation that uh, Chris Jenner could have stepped in and stopped. But I know, just but, but maybe, maybe she wasn't momager. She wasn't. Yeah, point. I don't think she was momager at that point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but. Um, but yeah, Kanye doesn't seem to have had any problems moving forward here though. Like, no, he's, uh, rumored to be dating, uh, Bradley Cooper's baby mama, Irina. She, yeah. I think is her last name, but yeah, I don't even know how much of a rumor it is. Like they've been fully outspotted yeah. in like, Paris and like, and he invited her to go. I think that was the premise of the story. So yeah. I just can't even really imagine like Kanye as a, as an actual human being, let alone as like someone who's like wooing a supermodel to date him. Like after you've right. seen like, crazy town things that he's gone. I know. Honestly, I do hope that like being less in the spotlight, like n- not so much attached to Kim Kardashian, like maybe it will help calm his mental state a little bit. Because I, I think he just like was not ready for that level of fame that she exploded into during their marriage. So it was yeah. also his birthday this week, and she posted something about his birthday, like wishing him a happy birthday. And I guess it got like a lot of comments that she didn't really appreciate. <laughs> well, I think a couple of the sisters posted something for his birthday, but he like unfollowed them all on Twitter and everything like that. Which, like. <laughs> You know he loves a good Twitter rant, so maybe there'll be something coming up out of that eventually. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kardashian exes, another one exploded in the news this past weekend. 
Lamar Odom. The news seems like a stretch. I mean, it seemed to make a news, some type of news headline, but Lamar Odom knocked out Aaron Carter in a televised fight that lasted, I think, a minute or two. Which, like, celebrity boxing matches aside, like, how did they think that was a fair fight? I Like, look, like... I mean, they're both on the same drugs, so, like, you, that's a wash. But, like, Lamar's huge compared to Aaron Carter. Oh, Lamar has, like, 10 inches on Aaron Carter and, like, at least 50 pounds. At Easily. Least. Minimum. <laughs> so, when I was young, I saw Aaron Carter in concert. Oh, my um, God, dreams. Uh, he opened for the Backstreet Boys that, that year. And so um, my dad had taken me to the Backstreet Boys concert because I was too young to go by myself with friends. <laughs> so my dad was like classic, like <laughs> dad at a concert, just being like, I can't believe I'm here. And uh, and I remember Aaron Carter like falling off of the stage during his performance. And it was like, I don't really know oh, why that no. stands out of my memory. But anytime I think of Aaron Carter, I just imagine that. Him falling during that concert. and Aren't those the best when you look back on those memories where your parents were, like, forced to do things with you because, like, you were too young? I don't really know. Like, my dad must have really drawn a short straw to, like, have to bring me to that as opposed to my mom. Like, uh, <laughs> that would have been pretty torturous for him. I do feel bad. <laughs> my, um, so back in the day, I think I was, like, 11. I won one of those YTV concerts. <laughs> Or YTV contests where you get, I got like backstage passes to their summer like concert tour and the headliner happened to be like Christina Aguilera. Okay. And I forget who, like maybe the Moffats. You know, like very Canadian. The rest is like very Canadian. I forget who else was, I remember them, but I forget who else was there. And like, of course I have to be escorted by my mom because like I'm too young (laughs) to go like with a friend or something but hey like my mom got to meet christina aguilera so you're welcome that's pretty cool i mean that's that's a a big deal she's still relevant now so yeah it was i think like genie in a bottle oh yes before she was like at the dirty stage so like moms weren't like it's inappropriate you're not going (laughs) (laughs) genie in a bottle much more wholesome not that that, right? I was going to say, not that that is, like, not inappropriate in its own right, but, like, it wasn't full out there with her assless chaps. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I think we maybe didn't quite understand that, like, want to rub you the right way. <laughs> right. <laughs> not saying that she was actually referencing a genie in a bottle, but... <laughs> The, the understanding of what it meant was like, ooh, Aladdin. Like, right, right. Versus, yeah. Anyways. Versus abuse your imagination here. Yeah. Enter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. On to, on to something more wholesome. The sports world. <laughs> Probably a good call. <laughs> I will just to tie Disney into the sports world this week. I just said this to you, so I, you probably didn't open it because um, it was right before. But the NHL on their Twitter or or Instagram, or it was TSN, one of the two, posted this like Disney Times uh, 
like NHL semis. <laughs> All the teams have like references to these like manly heroic or like not even manly, but heroic characters. Like the lightning are tied to Hercules Vegas golden Knights, I think are tied to Milan. Um, and the Islanders are tied to Moana. And then <laughs> the Canadians have Olaf from Frozen. <laughs> Well, I think it was, like, intended to try to, like, match the, like, themes, but, like, yeah, you obviously got to the Montreal, and we're like, oh, what do we do for Canadians? Like, hmm, snow. Could they have done the, like, what was that, like, lumberjack from the, like... Sven? Maybe. No, Sven was the, um, Kristoff, I think, was his name from... Are you also thinking from Frozen? No, I've never seen Frozen. I was thinking more from, like... I think it was like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or something like that. There was like the Lumberjack cartoon. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, they obviously re- sort of kind of had to stretch for that one there. So I was like, oh no, everyone's like this warrior. <laughs> I feel like they probably were hoping that like the abs had stayed in the playoffs and Olaf might've made a little bit more sense for, <laughs> for, for the avalanche. But unfortunately, Nate McKinnon has not won shit in his own words. <laughs> and they were eliminated by the Vegas Golden Knights. So I apologize. I thought you were Thank crazy you. for picking them, eating my words. So Thank you. I do not know I what happened there. Say, on the poll that we put up, I was the only person that picked the Golden Knights. So to the rest of you who picked the Avalanche, sucks to be you. Um, I'm going on in my pool that I won. I mean... Like, I think that's probably why Nate McKinnon was so upset was because, like, literally no one but you thought that Vegas was moving <laughs> on from that series. And in reality, like, I I don't know. Like, he was pretty upset. He said he's been in the league for eight, nine years and hasn't won anything. And, and like, yeah, you're not the only person who hasn't won anything, but you're one of the few on, like, like, I think of, like, like the Ovechkin kind of situation yeah. right Where, like it was so exciting to like watch him finally win yeah up, like when he won a couple of years ago yeah like you're just like every year like you're in that like contenders conversation yeah. and so certainly disappointing when you get knocked out there but um I mean at least you're not Connor McDavid so <laughs> yeah like I mean at least you're having the content like the contender <laughs> conversations <laughs> at least you don't make it to the playoffs and everyone assumes that you're gonna lose immediately <laughs> And you get outs in, like, four games. Well, that was another one where we were very few the ones who picked the Jets in that, that series. So That was also, like, but that was like not me pick- That was not me picking with my head. That was me picking with my yeah. my heart. Like, yeah. anyone but Edmonton. So, yeah. I mean, he's not the only one who had some choice words after they went out. Um, Dougie Hamilton basically called out the lightning. Uh, for being over the cap and saying like it's hard it's obviously hard to compete with a team that has you know great talent because over the cap yeah they're yeah. over the cap so yeah which like I think his point is super fair like mm-hmm. the the lightning like played every hidden rule in the book kind of thing by keeping Kucherov on like LTIR all season long which like obviously he came back into the playoffs, like fully game ready. So he could have played at any point in the season. Yeah. Steven Stamkos, same thing, had him on LTIR, which like, you know, yeah, Stamkos gets hurt every five minutes kind of thing, but he <laughs> probably could have played at some point. So like you bury all the salary cap and then there's yeah. no consequence to like taking them like all off of 
like there's no cap in the playoffs. So they all get to play and you get to add $18 million worth of, of players into your, into your playoffs. Like I, I don't like, well, obviously the not the, the NHL, cap. but the, the play, <laughs> the leagues that I have played sports in, there was always rules where like, if you didn't play X number of games in the season, you couldn't play in playoffs. And I feel like it should be. Yeah. Like, and like, I mean, the whole purpose of having a cap is so that you don't have situations like this or, like, it limits situations like this and it more evens out the playing field. And it's just, like, I don't think it's fair to, like, skirt the system. And and maybe they could have done it in a different way where, again, like, X, you have to play X number of games and, you know, well, what it does, to deal with that. Like, what it does is kind of eliminate, like, the cap component of it and now you're yeah. in like a baseball situation where like the rich teams who are okay with paying the luxury Fine, tax or whatever yeah. like they just stack their teams and don't care and you kind of create this like tiered league where like like the yankees and the red Sox and like are always at the top and there's no consequences or anything yeah. like that for them going over the um the cap so you know dougie's a smart guy he hangs out at museums so you can trust him <laughs> On his math. <laughs> but I do I do agree. I think it'll be a topic of conversation that comes yeah. up in the like the next, next GM set of yeah. GM meetings kind of thing. Cause um yeah, like like it really only seems like Tampa Bay is the one who's using this kind of strategy. It doesn't really seem to be commonplace in the league. So No, like I I mean we haven't really seen it and and maybe we just haven't like paid a lot of attention, but I haven't really thought of anyone who has like a huge cat or a huge salary that's sitting out. And- well, you've seen it a little bit when like teams have to reach the floor and they trade for players who like are never going to play again. Like, um, yeah. like, like uh, I'm trying to think of who that player was in, in Columbus, like Nathan Horton and like, um, you know, like that kind of scenario where yeah. like the player is like basically retired for all of his yeah. purposes, but they're keeping him on the like, the LTIR um, or like they're trading for that player so that they can keep him on their roster so that he hit the cap floor. Um, but again, that's like, because there's, there's rich teams and poor teams. Right. So. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see if there's any, any change because of this, like finally being called out and like, yeah. I guess exposed by like a high or in a high media situation. Yeah. Um, my other favorite NHL story that came through <laughs> from the last round of was the was Boston's coach calling the Islanders the New York Saints uh, because they were not getting penalized at the same rate that that Boston was. And then yeah. when they like when they did get a couple penalties in their game six or whatever, um, the fans chanting like New York Saints and and then like the New Orleans Saints like chiming in on Twitter and everything. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> And Boston was fined, I think, like twenty five thousand. Yeah, for the coach, I think. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, his statement was kind of confusing because he was like, "I'm not saying they're not getting penalized, but like, you know, they're not the New York Saints that everybody thinks they are." And I was like, "Okay, but they're still getting." I didn't watch that game, so like, I don't know if there was a ton of missed calls against the Islanders that like, and Boston was getting, you know, cheap calls or something like that. But uh, very interesting that, yeah. that you would do that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was funny. The New York Saints flows well, flows great. Like, the Islanders it's need to rebrand ever. There's your opportunity. So 
I was shocked by the amount of people that the Islanders had in the arena because I went to an Islanders game three years ago. And let me tell you, the tickets were $10 for pretty good seats. And there was maybe a thousand people in there. Like, Did maybe. you see them play it at NASA or did you see them play at the Brooklyn arena? Brooklyn. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. It was like, if, if the Islanders hadn't have won that series, it would have been the last time any games are played at Nassau because this is it's it's done after this. Uh, um, okay. So I think there was some nostalgia on there, and then they've just Got always it. had better turnout when they're playing on on the island than when they're yeah. playing in Brooklyn. Like it's um, okay. This makes so much more sense because I was yeah. like, wow, they've gained a lot of fans in yeah. the, in three well, years. Think of like when you were there. Like I'm assuming you weren't there for playoffs. No, no, yeah. it was like February, and they were pretty bad then. To think yeah. like three years ago, they weren't, but they were great. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, we're into the semis now. I know, yeah. So i i'm I'm going to continue picking Tampa Bay as much as i I don't want them to win. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Tampa versus Islanders series. I'm 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 hoping that the Islanders can go like full defensive lockdown. But like, man, that Tampa Lightning like. Their power play is pretty tough, so they better hope they're the New York Saints this go around. (laughs) Don't make any mistakes. Yeah, and then Vegas and or sorry, who are you gonna? Who are you picking? I'm also picking the Lightning. Yeah, Yeah, I had them in the in my bracket going to the final two. So yeah, and then I assume you're picking Vegas over the Habs. Yes. (laughs) I um I also said I think Vegas will win this round, but I. I would like to see Montreal win, and I think it would be kind of cool to see a, a Habs Islanders final. It would be like the worst case scenario for Gary <laughs> Bettman, but I think it would be fun to see that. So, just looking for like the one nothing game, seven games in a row. Um, I mean, it will be interesting for Carey Price, Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, just two thousand nine flashbacks of exactly. best goalies in the league. <laughs> So that will be exciting. It is kind of weird. I think this, you know, normally we see like across, um, cross country, well, not cross country. Cause like there are two different countries, but whatever, you know yeah. what I'm trying to get at? Like, we normally, thank you. That's the one <laughs> by coastal. We normally see that in the final round. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in, this in this round and like Vegas and and Montreal I mean Vegas has only been in the league for I think this is their fourth year a little longer than that I think now maybe 2017 2016 I don't know who cares whatever like not that (laughs) many years so they've really and and you take out this last year where they didn't play Montreal at all um they've maybe met six times eight times, like not that many. So it will be an interesting um, kind of matchup. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be funny if like, cause like they obviously have to travel quite a distance from yeah. Montreal to Vegas, but then like if, if it were to be Montreal and the Islanders in the final, like it's like an hour long <laughs> train ride. Like it's so weird. So, I know. Um, I was trying to explain this to someone and I was like, you don't get it. Like it, it's clear to me. You don't understand how this works. Because like you t- and they were like, well, they're athletes, like they should be used to this. And I was like, uh, uh, I mean, yes, but also like, it's weird to see in this round. 
a yeah. three-hour time difference and well because like, in the final flights. in the finals like there's a bit more there's usually a bit more space between yeah the games right but yeah it's harder at this point but although the season's a bit more condensed now too because they're trying to get back on track for Next for the fall season so yeah but there was one more piece of um, NHL news that I feel like I need to have a little bit of, rant, of a rant about, <laughs> if you'll allow me. I will allow. I'm very excited because when you texted me about this rant, I looked up the story and I was like, I cannot figure out for the life of me, like, why Jill is so upset about this. <laughs> I am ready. Okay, so to set the stage, um, the Flames added a couple of uh, new members to their coaching staff. Um, so they added uh, Kale McLean, who had been previously the coach in their um, AHL teams. Like he'd been down in Stockton and Abbotsford and Andrew yeah. Andriak. And like, anyways, so added him to the their coaching staff um, and added Kirk Muller as, and at the same time, they bumped a couple of their assistant coaches, including Marty Jelena's, um, to over to player development side of things. And so Daryl Sutter was basically like, he prefers having coaches who are coaching alongside of him as ones who have previously held head coaching positions. So interesting. Okay. So they've added Kirk Muller, who, you know, you may know him as like Captain Kirk. Like he was, he was a star for the Devils. Um, he was on the <laughs> Canadians when they won the cup the last time in 1993. But here's why I'm upset. <laughs> the Flames are very possibly going to lose Mark Giordano to Seattle. Yeah. If not Gio, probably Milan Lucius to Seattle. So like yeah. you are losing your biggest leader of your team mm-hmm. to, to someone else in the league because of the expansion draft that's coming up. For the last several years, there has been a lot of comments about players not buying into the team. They don't seem to all be on the same page. You know, outside of kind of the Geo and the Luchish, there isn't really a leader. Like, we're not handing the captaincy to Chucky at this point in time. Like, they can't <laughs> deal with adversity. There is no ability for them to, like, rally and, like, get on board and like and and even Lucha said at the end of the season that like no one really seems to be, be playing for a common goal. goal. Like they are yeah, they are yeah. playing kind of individually. And so why I'm annoyed is because Kurt Muller, he played for the Devils, then he played for the Montreal Canadiens, then he was traded to the Islanders and refused to report. And he was like a bad sport about it. He like was like, I'm not going there. They're bad. I don't play for them. Da, da, da. Like I'm not, yeah. I don't want to be part of them. And he essentially like forced the Islanders hand because he like re- wouldn't report with bad attitude. And so the Islanders had to like trade him and other pieces in a three-way trade and like, and for nothing for for a bag of rocks, basically, because this guy had a bad attitude. And that really bothers me because I'm like, I hope that he has checked that because I don't want that attitude coming in to the Flames franchise when we are very possibly giving up one, if not both, of our our leadership. So, rant done. That is why I'm not thrilled. I understand your rant. Plus, I love Marty Jalabas, and I'm like, right, come on. Unless you were getting him into player development so he can actually play... Let him be on the bench. That's where I thought you were going with this because, like, I was upset that he's no longer behind the bench because I love him. And honestly, he gave us, like, the best playoff run back in the day. Like, 
he, right? I don't know. Like, I am ready for tree living to move on. Hand the reins to Connie. Get Marty Jellis on the bench. Oh, Connie. Iggy, Iggy's out coaching in Kelowna. Call him on. Call him in. Tell him we need him. Like, let's just reunite the gang. The 2014. Corey Sarge, well, he was on the other side of 2004, but he's available sitting up in the press box half the time. Like, yeah, we keep stage as the Stage is there, like, you know, there's, it's just, let's get a new, let's get some new faces in, but they're old faces to us. And so, yeah, so that was my, my rant of the week. New segment. Um, Which, okay, we definitely need to plan something for like this expansion draft coming up, like who we think we should only do it for the flames because like, you know, studying all the other teams would be way too much energy, but like who we think they're going to save um who goes and maybe we can pick like some other I mean the Vegas stole Marc-Andre Fleury like that was the best pickup from the expansion draft well that's like the weird part about the draft is like I don't think it's going to be the same as as Vegas Vegas because teams have learned that that was a terrible (laughs) idea um so I think you're going to see kind of a different team that's formed there but but I get it. Like at the time you had Mark Henry Fleury, like he was older. Yeah. You had Matt Murray, who was like up and coming and you yeah. can only, you can only protect one of them. So and Matt Murray played well for them, like in, in a few playoff or at least one playoff run, like leading up to that, that expansion draft. So like, I get where they came from, but yeah. man, Vegas lucked out. Like, yeah. Like, I mean it, it, but then at the same time, like, like, Flurry hasn't even been the starter for Vegas no. the whole time, right? Like Robin Leonard is it, but he keeps coming in <laughs> and crap in the bed in the playoffs and they have to keep going back to Flurry. So <laughs> like, remember, can we just think back to I think it was was it last season or this I can't remember or the season before when like Mark Andre Flurry his publicist like leaked that photo his agent, his yeah. agent of last <laughs> year having him in the back basically. And I mean, he saved them. He saved them in this Colorado series because, like, yeah, Robin the first Leonard game with Leonard was seven-one. Shit, the bed. Yeah, like, it was so bad. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I have a. I personally feel that the right decision is to let Geo go to Seattle. I think that that's like I know it's going to be tough, and we are going to have yeah. to like really make sure we're we are filling that gap on our defensive side of things, but. um I think that's the better decision. So RIP Geo at the Flames. RIP. It's going to be sad. Either one of those that go like, I I don't know. Like Lucic, I know we joke about him doing nothing. I think, I don't think, yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I think I'd be more concerned about losing like a backland than a Geo because I think like, um, I think he has more years left in him. Like Gio's creeping up on 40 here and like Zdeno Chara, Tara, he's not. So, um, <laughs> think, yeah. yeah, but that's coming up shortly. So that, it will be interesting to see, um, how teams like handle it, obviously after the Vegas. Yeah. Draft, now that they have experience. So switching gears to close us off here, um, the Euros started this week, which I don't know how big of a soccer fan you are, but have you been watching any of it? Um, I will admit I have not watched any, but scary moments in the Denmark-Finland game. 
Yes. Um, so I did see kind of the highlights of that where Christian Erickson, de- he plays for Denmark and uh, yep. he seems like a star player, but collapse like on this, he was just kind of walking down the side of the pitch and collapses. And then all of a sudden, like you can tell it's really serious. The team like starts forming a wall around him. They call in the trainers. Um, I think yeah, they, they said had to, 10 like, minutes of CPR on the pitch. Yeah, on the pitch. And then he he was stretchered off. Um, I mean, luckily, he, as of yesterday, was awake, um, conscious. I mean, you you don't know how, like, being out for that long impacts someone, but that's a positive, at least. Um, and the game, the game, uh, I believe they, they re- or they finished the game. Um, yeah, they took about a um they took a quite a, a big break there. He like basically he collapsed on the field about just before halftime. Um they ended up having to do CPR and like defibrillate his heart. I think they still don't know if it was like a seizure or a heart attack yeah. or or something else, but it looked like potentially a seizure because from the one clip that I watched, like there are players on like down around him and holding him like on his side. Yeah. Um so yeah, so they suspended the the game and then eventually decided to to continue playing. Um, so there's been kind of mixed emotions on on that. You know, was that the right decision? I think the the Danish team manager later said he regretted playing. They did end up losing one nothing. Um, and like Finland was pretty gracious. Like when they scored, they were like trying to really mute their celebrations and everything like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, certainly, certainly scary. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird one. I I've gone back and forth around my thoughts on like finishing the game. Like a kind of, there's not much you can really do. Like, I know like you're in an emotional state and you're going to go off to play a game, yeah. but like, are, are you going to be better tomorrow? I don't think so. So right. like, like you I have to play feel... it at some point. Yeah. And they did say that they asked the players if they wanted to, like all the players, I think on both the Danish side and the Finnish side were pulled. Yeah. Or, and they were asked if they want to play. I think they FaceTimed with Ericsson before they resumed yeah. and everything like that. So so I don't really know what you do in that situation. Like, I don't think you're going to be better off tomorrow. You do have to play it or else you're withdrawing from the tournament yeah. um, at some point. Like if you're not going to, if you're not going to continue, it is, there is a bit of me that is like, that would be absolutely horrible to watch. Thankfully he didn't die. So like you weren't yeah. in dealing with that situation, but you, I kind of think you could turn it into a bit of a rally. Like let's play for Ericsson kind of thing. Agreed. Like, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was scary for sure. Um, you know, Denmark, isn't necessarily like favored to win by any means or anything like that. But um, yeah, that would have been pretty, pretty scary. Like it sounds like he was like certainly had to be like brought back from the brink kind of thing. So Um, I mean, also shows how if you can, you should probably take a CPR course because man. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, my prediction: I think France is like heavily favored to win. I would okay. love to. I would love to see England win. I don't know why, just because they lose it. <laughs> they lose at everything for international Listen, soccer. I always so. used to cheer for England because obviously, like David Beckham. <laughs> Naturally, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do more research and I will come with a prediction. Okay. Next week. Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, the France squad's pretty deep, but I uh, haven't got to see any of the games yet. I've been out in the mornings. It's always hard when it's over in Europe, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not getting up at 7 a.m. to watch no, a soccer game. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, no way. It's not happening. 
Oh, man. Any other things to cover off before we close up today? No, I think that's all. All right. Well, guess we'll uh, catch you next week then. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.